my dudes, welcome back to the second episode of Previously Gifted. I have been through a lot since we uh, recorded that first episode, mainly that I was sick. So, uh, sorry for my haggard appearance, I've been dead for a week. Um, <laughs> it's really fucking awesome because, um, actually no, it's not awesome in any way. I randomly got sick overnight. I had like fever, chills, um, those like body ache, joint pain type of things, which were not fun. Um, and then I got strep throat. So I've been taking antibiotics for two days. I am finally feeling mostly better, but I've just like been through a lot. So I'm hoping that... <laughs> Everything's chilling now because I'm going to be traveling for the next few weeks. Nathan and I leave on Wednesday to go to Arizona. And then after Christmas, we're going to California. So we've got a lot to do and nobody has time to be sick, especially not me. And also, I'm breaking a promise. <laughs> um, I told you guys I wouldn't record these podcasts with my aligners in. Mm, but I have to right now. Another really fun thing. I promise this podcast is going to be a lot more positive. I read the reviews. I hear you guys. Um, so today we're actually going to be talking about study abroad a little bit because I know you guys want to hear it. Have I mentioned I studied abroad in France? Um, but before that, I have to wear my liners because obviously while I was sick, it was a little harder to wear them. It's so bad. Like, dude, my throat was, like, a disaster. I finally looked at it with, like, a flashlight, and it was horrifying, and I went to the doctor immediately. Um, but anyway, it's so uncomfortable to wear these. Like, anybody who has Invisalign or Smile Direct Club or whatever, it's the worst. Like, these are uncomfortable enough on a day-to-day -day basis, but, like, when you've got bacterial infections and, like, all kind of shit going on in your mouth, it's not fun. So, I, like, took them out for a while to give myself a break while I was sick. And then putting them back in, my mouth was like, what the fuck is this? So, like, my poor gums are so sensitive. And, like, my teeth hurt. And it's just, like, hurting my jaw. And I'm just like, okay, when will the torture end? <laughs> will I ever be okay again? So anyway, I have to wear these godforsaken pieces of plastic in my mouth, even whilst talking to you guys. But it's fine. Today, um, as I said, we're going to be talking about study abroad, and I have brought along a few little clippies, as I like to call them, of uh, a video I made probably a year ago while I was still in New Orleans. And it was my, I'm going to study abroad in France, like announcement video. So I thought it would be cute to be able to look back on that and reflect and see what I said, because I haven't watched that video um, since until today. So I went through and found some noteworthy clips and we're gonna watch those. But before we do that, I gotta give a shout out to my Patreon. Did you guys know you can get access to patron-only episodes, bonus episodes of this podcast, by going to patreon.com slash previously gifted. And if you join as a patron, you get immediate access to all of the bonus episodes. So far, there's one. I think I'm about, I'm probably planning on doing two bonus episodes per month. Possibly more, but especially during these busy times, I'm just trying to get the weekly ones out on time for sure. But anyway, um, I did one bonus episode. It's about the movies and TV shows and music that I've been um, enjoying lately. So I really liked that episode. That was probably my favorite podcast episode so far. So out of the um, two and a half that are in existence so far, this being the half. Um, it's my favorite. <laughs> so if you become a patron, you can choose to donate either $3 per month, $5. Or if you're crazy and you really love this podcast, you can be a permanent podcast sponsor at $10 per month. And we actually, surprisingly, have two of those already. So I've got to give my quick shout out to those people because I'm just like, 
yo, you guys are the, are the big homies out here. Um, each level of patron has its own perks, so you guys can go to the website to check that out if you're interested. Otherwise, all the episodes are available for free like this anyway, aside from the bonus episodes, of course. And uh, you can listen on iTunes or your preferred, you know, podcast app or whatever, or you can watch on YouTube. By the way, for the people watching on YouTube, I'm sorry if I, like, don't focus on the camera, but I don't want the camera to be, um too distracting because for the people who are just listening to this, uh, I don't want to do too much uh, visually that will um, they'll miss out on. So they're missing out on this. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. You have no idea what I just did. Anyway, I got to give sp- my shouts to my two podcast sponsors. One, Joni K. Joni hasn't given me her social media yet, but when she does, I will definitely shout it out. Joni, thank you so much for being a sponsor, a permanent sponsor of the podcast. And also a shout out to my second podcast sponsor, Liz, Elizabeth Walsh. Her Instagram at, everybody please check her out. I just followed her, so soon I'll be able to lurk her uh, her Instagram. Her Instagram, and I think Twitter too, is at LizW206. Shout out podcast sponsors. Shouts out to my other patrons. Oh, wait, I get to give you guys your one-time shout-outs. Okay, here we go. Dude, I almost forgot. <laughs> Oops. Um, so when you become a $3 or more patron, you get a shout like this. A one-time shout. I'm sorry. I have to catch up on a lot because this is my first time, like, doing all the patron shout-outs. Um, so cheers. Cheers, mate. Okay, so shout-out to... Kirsty, we've got Fabian, we've got Anna Peterson, we have William G, and then we've got Alex Ryan, Alex Ryan, one person, Xanth Brooks, is that how you pronounce that? Xanth, I can't say that very well with my uh, aligners in, Brianna Grimes, Jerome Dallas, and then we do have a couple other uh, podcast babes. Shimez? Chimez? I don't know how to pronounce that. Shimez. Shimez. Jason Pressure. Caroline Oakley. Jonathan Zablin. And Danielle Gulley. So, I hope I pronounced all your names right. Or at least if I butchered them, I hoped you enjoyed it. All right. Usually the podcast um, Patreon sh- speech will not be this long, but just wanted to let you guys know that it exists and that it's an awesome and really, really appreciated way to support this podcast because, um, because we need it. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into this. I am about to play the first clip. So this is me a whole year ago, um, with some background music. Here you guys go. Hope you enjoy. First of all, I am studying abroad in France. So yeah, I'm studying abroad. So yes, I am studying in France, not Paris. I'm going to the south of France in a little town called Aix-en-Provence. And it's right on the Mediterranean. It's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be cold. I'm not prepared to pack. I have no idea what to wear. But what's new? (laughs) So a lot happened in that clip, but mostly it was the beginning of, have I mentioned I studied abroad in France? Um, Which is completely my brand, so shouts out past me. Um, There was a lot going on. Uh, I like the way that I said, Aix-en-Provence, like in a super French accent. That's so cringy. Um, Did I mention I studied abroad in Aix-en-Provence, France? Ooh, la France. Oh la la, j'adore la France. Ooh, les les baguettes. Can you tell that my French has, like, (laughs) just completely disappeared because all I can say is basic verbs and um, baguettes. Yeah. What else did I say? I'm, I'm unprepared for the weather. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. No, but really, I was unprepared for the weather, and I did not pack well. Ugh, what a bummer. I also, like, made videos about what I was packing, and I was just, like, completely wrong, dude. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. So, I ended up packing... I wanted to pack light. Bitch, you do not pack light for study abroad. Like, bring as much shit as you can, 
but be prepared to throw like half of it away probably. But like I packed a light. Um, I definitely didn't pack warm enough. So I ended up having to do so much shopping and the only things that were really around Aix-en-Provence were like lots of fast fashion stores, which I do not like to support. Um, or really expensive French boutiques. So I was like, mm, do I have 300 euros to spend on like a jacket or am I gonna buy this sweater from H&M for like 20 euros? <sighs> I hate being forced to support fast fashion, but we're not gonna get into that. I am not a perfect being. Um, I do occasionally shop at H&M or Forever 21. I just try not to. I try not to make that my my um, number one selection. But a sweater that I did buy at H&M is this like this pretty red one that I feel like when I wear it, people are like, oh my god, where is that from? Um, I got it from H&M, I think. Did I? <laughs> False. I got it at Zara. <laughs> but I did buy it while I was in France. Um, I consider Zara to be a, a major fast fashion retailer as well, but I do really like that sweater and I intend on keeping it for a while. So I feel like part of the damage when you buy something from a fast fashion retailer is minimized at least if you keep that piece and really wear it to the fullest. The struggle is that if it's made cheaply, it's hard to wear often or wear a lot, but Anyway, we're getting off track. Let's listen to the second clip. Here we go. So I'm like one part terrified, one part excited because I know this is gonna be the semester of my life and it's gonna be very life-changing. That's what everybody says. They're like, oh my God, Europe is gonna change you. And I'm like, I fucking hope so, please. So the question is, is studying abroad as life-changing as people say it is? And I feel like, yeah, like especially for me, um, that was my first time, like, across the Atlantic, my first time to Europe, um, so my first time to a different continent, so, like, it really just, in general, opened my eyes to a lot of traveling and new cultures and new experiences, which I think is what everybody seeks out when they study abroad. Um, did it change me as a person? Probably not, like, hugely, but it definitely did make an impact on me and it's changed um, what my goals are and obviously having experience traveling, especially like on your own um, and on a budget, um, I think it's a good experience. But anyway, I just remember like how excited I was at that point and it was like such a pure feeling of just like, not dread, <laughs> but like I was so scared and like had no idea what to expect um aside from like googling Aix-en-Provence or like Marseille um and that whole region and trying to imagine what my life would be like day to day but I had no idea um and honestly even when I arrived in France we still had no idea like the other girls who were in ISEP with me we're like, dude, how do these classes even work? Like, how many classes are we supposed to take? Like, I have no idea. Sorry, I'm checking the camera to make sure it's recording. And it is. Sorry that I'm staring right at you, GoPro kids. Um, okay, I want to tell like, a tiny little story. This is from when I got my ISEP placement email. So, my routine in New Orleans used to be... Um, wake up, go to class. My house was about a block from the St. Charles streetcar for anyone who has been to New Orleans or is familiar with the area, um, which is super, super easy because the St. Charles streetcar goes through Uptown and then it passes directly in front of Tulane and Loyola and the Audubon Park and then it goes all the way downtown. Um, so I got to hop onto the streetcar and it was about a 15-minute ride, like, around the bend, and then it would drop me off right at school. Um, I fucking miss that streetcar, dude. I love... Uh, I love the streetcar. It was so nice to be able to, like, people watch every morning and, like, um, especially, like, in New Orleans, just people are so quirky that it just, like, it would cheer me up every day. 
Um, so that was like a really enjoyable little commute to school. Can you still call it a commute? Yeah, duh. Commuter students. I was like, is commuting only for work? No. <laughs> it was a cute ride to school. Um, so anyway, I remember after submitting my ISEP application, the way that ISEP works is it's an exchange program. So um, I picked a variety of campuses in France and universities that I was interested in, but ultimately they look at your application and um, try to pick what they think would be a best fit for you, and also they have to have a student to put in your place at your school. So I had no idea where I was going, but I had mostly applied to... Um, actually, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But I do remember that... I think I put Aix-en-Provence as my second choice, Aix-Marseille University, um, but after like researching it a little bit more, it was like my top choice, um, so I was like, oh, I hope I get it, oh, I don't know. So anyway, I was on the streetcar one day, and I got the email, and I was like, oh my fucking god, oh my god. Um, I had my headphones in, and I was listening to Formidable by Stromae, baby. Oh my god, I still love that song. Um, even though it's like a song about, I have like listened to it and like translated it before, but like I feel like in my head, Formidable is just like, I'm pronouncing it really badly, obviously. Formidable, Formidable. Ugh, cringe, cringe, sorry. Um, for me, I just take it literally, like Formidable is like a word for like strong, like, uh, never mind, you guys are going to roast me for my translation. But that's kind of what I think about it as, as this big, like, looming thing. Um, even though the song is really, like, I don't know, he's, like, hitting on somebody? I don't know. Never mind. I don't want to get into this. Um, but I love that song, and it means a lot to me. Um, and it makes me feel some type of way. So I was listening to Formidable. Formidable. I should never sing, especially on this podcast. And I opened my email and it said, congratulations, you have been placed at Ex Marseille University. And I'm like tearing up thinking about it because I remember sitting on the streetcar, looking out the window and like it's all open. So like the breeze comes through and I was listening to Stromae and this beautiful French song. And I was just like, damn, like I am really fucking going. Like, in two months' time, I'm going to be in France. I'm going to be speaking French. I'm going to be, like, living there for months. And I did it. I did it. And I felt so proud of myself because, like, um, first of all, the, the study abroad application process takes so long. And it's just, like, it's very long and painstaking and, and expensive because you have to apply for things, pay for all these fees and... It's complicated. And I did it on my own. Um, fun fact, I didn't even, like, tell my parents or ask them, which is hilarious. I'm sure most people cannot understand that I would do this. Um, I knew that my parents would probably be like, no, and, like, try to think of um, excuses for why I couldn't study abroad. Mainly, like, financial, which I understand. Um, but I applied and did everything, and they found out that I was going to study abroad or that I was applying through, like, social media. Like, they, like, lurked on a video or, like, something and found out. And they were like, hey. Like, they called me while I was in New, or in New Orleans. And they're like, um, so we heard you're studying abroad in France. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I did apply. I'll let you know what happens. I'll figure out all the financials. Um, but anyway, the entire experience of, like, doing that... It all culminated in that moment of finally, like, having my placement, and I just felt, like, really proud of myself, and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm not the typical study abroad student, um, which I also touched on in this video that we're watching clips from, because, I mean, obviously, studying abroad is a luxury, and it costs a lot of money, and usually, um, I don't know, like, usually it's just the type of kids who get to travel all the time anyway who, who study abroad, unless you happen to get, like, special scholarships or your circumstances are different. Everybody's circumstances are different. Um, 
but anyway, I was like, you know, like I'm, I'm a self-funded kind of student and I'm always fi- like financially responsible for myself. So to be able to study abroad is major and I know it's going to cost a lot, but it's going to be worth it. And that's definitely true. It definitely did cost a lot. Um, but I wouldn't trade that for the world. Like it absolutely was worth it because studying abroad is unique in that you can only do it in college. I mean, obviously you can travel and if you're lucky, you can travel for an extended amount of time as an adult, but especially to be able to take the time and still, you know, get some credits um, while being abroad is just a unique experience. So I, I was definitely very lucky to be able to do that and I appreciate it and I will cherish it forever. <laughs> Let's, um, watch that next clip, dude. I've been applying to transfer schools because I want to leave New Orleans and I want to go back to the West Coast. So I applied to UCs, I applied to some Cal States, why not? This one's kind of funny. Um, a lot of people, when they're commenting on videos that have mentioned, like, leaving New Orleans or not liking New Orleans or whatever, they always ask, like, why? Like, what was so wrong about New Orleans? Or what did you hate so much about Loyola? Um, for those of you who don't know, I went to a small, um, private university called Loyola University New Orleans. It's a Jesuit school but it's not, like, very religious at all, like, in the actual experience of the school. It's just basically founded on the social justice. And I really did like that about the school, but it wasn't a reason uh, for me to go there. It was just, you know, whatever. Um, well, I don't know. Um, I guess first you have to understand that I went there um, because of my boyfriend at the time, obviously, Um, I was living life one year at a time, which I still kind of am, and, uh, rather than continuing our long distance, which we had done for a year, um, I was ready to start college, so I thought, hey, I could do that. I could go to New Orleans. It would be a new experience. It's not something I'm gonna do at any other point in my life. Like, when am I ever gonna live in New Orleans, you know? I couldn't see myself doing that otherwise. So, I did it, and... While I'm proud of myself for going across the country and trying something new, it just wasn't right for me. Um, It's as simple as that, you know? The school, I still think about it, and there are professors that I miss, and I, I don't know, I, I envision, like, this alternate reality version of myself where I just, like, finished studying abroad and went back there, and, like, I don't know, I feel like maybe I could have finished my last two years of school there, um, I would be in the middle of my junior year right now. Um, but I, I don't know, it just wasn't, like, a great fit for me, and I think, obviously, that has to do with me not being invested so much in the school, so much as, like, oh, I want to be in the same place as my boyfriend, and that school works, you know? If I had, like, truly fallen in love with the school or the city of New Orleans myself, uh, I'm sure I would have had a different experience. Um, Because I, obviously, like, a lot of my peers or friends from there love it. Um, And everybody has a different experience with their college, so I don't want to scare anybody away (laughs) for anybody who is considering that school or considering going to school in New Orleans at all. Um... It's definitely a very cool and unique place. Um, I just, I definitely wasn't in the right, like, headspace um, to be in such a vibrant city. Um, My time in New Orleans was, like, the peak of my social anxiety and anxiety in general, and that was my first time dealing with that. So I was like, this is not the time for me to be, like, trying to go to Mardi Gras parades, you know? Um... So that was, like, my personal struggle. But, I mean, otherwise, New Orleans isn't very vegan-friendly. Like, it's the opposite. It is very, very heavily, like, fried meats, lots of seafood, um, that type of thing. So just, like, in general, um, it wasn't ideal for me. So I thought, you know, if I'm going to be going through four years of college, 
I would like to spend the last two somewhere where I just feel like it it matches my lifestyle more, like the city or wherever I am or the school or the program or whatever. Like I just, I, I hope that it feels right to me and I hope that I can find that. Um, but that clip also makes me laugh because uh, I thought I would be going back to California and I had no idea what was to come in terms of my college applications, baby. Uh, it's still so funny to me that like, I got rejected from all those schools because it was like such a surreal experience um, to go through like such a shitty thing. Um, I mean, obviously I'm fine now because I'm not even like certain about school anyway, but it was shitty. And I definitely, at the time of filming that video, <laughs> never would have guessed it. Did I just say guessed it? Mm, bye. Delete. Let's play the next clip while I breathe some air and drink some water. Almost said breathe some water. I definitely need a break. Here's the next clip. So yeah, it's just like change is in the air because I'm literally going to start 2017 on a plane and then I'm gonna land in Europe and I'm gonna be like, wow, new year, new me. Wow, I definitely think it was symbolic for me to literally begin 2017 up in the air because um, that definitely describes like where the whole year went. Like in terms of like where I'm at and like my future, it's all up in the air. Um, so that's a cute little metaphorical vision for you. But like literally to start <laughs> the new year up in the air in a plane flying over the Atlantic, it was so weird. Um, so I remember I had been like writing in my journal while I was at the airport and I was just like all in my feels because obviously I was like leaving everybody I knew and literally like going to a brand new place and I was scared to use the language. I was scared to fly internationally. I was like, dude, I don't know how anything works. Um, I always get scared of customs for some reason, <laughs> as everybody does, I feel like. You get scared even though you're doing nothing wrong. Um, but I had been writing in my journal just like random thoughts and expectations. I was writing about how Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds had just died. And like, I was just, I don't know, it was just all up in my feels. Um, and on top of that, like New Year's, New Year's means a lot to me. Um, I'm actually going to be recording a New Year's podcast because my podcast is supposed to go up on January 1st, so look out for that. Um, so, and that'll be talking a little bit about resolutions and things like that, but New Year's is like, every year it's always been very dramatic, like, uh, going back, <laughs> let's go through some of my New Year's real quick. Um... So, like, what, freshman year of high school? No, further than that. It's just always a significant time because it's, like, it's, like, the, um, the slate, the clapperboard, if you will. Uh, film geeks out there, what's up? I'm not gonna clap because it's gonna make the audio clip, but you know what I mean. It's the literal start of something new. So, I like to think of it, like, very intensely as, like, this is the new year. So I feel like, obviously, what you're doing on New Year's Eve for the people you with, what? The people you are with <laughs> is very significant. It's so like going back to middle school. I remember it must have been like seventh grade. McKenna invited me and like our friends over um, to her house for a New Year's Eve sleepover. Some girl, like, her mom packed us some snacks. We were so crazy and silly. We, like, stayed up doing... Oh, I'm just remembering this now. We were doing, like, dares. I think there was, like, a dare website. And I just remember, like, my friend Blondie, like, ate glue. And we have a picture of that, which, like, in retrospect, is, like, a very damaging picture because it doesn't look like glue in her mouth. But, hey, let's let's be fucking innocent here. We were 12 years old. <laughs> um, what else? Like, I had to take a shower with all my clothes on. And, like, it was just a very silly, typical middle school slumber party kind of night. Um, but it was cool because um, that was, like, our first big sleepover with 
Blondie, for example, who's my friend Mandy, Amanda, if any of you remember her from my older videos, um, that was significant because, like, that was when we really all started to hang out a lot. Um, and then from there, it just became, like, you know, as it is on every holiday, like, a priority to make sure you're going to be at a party for the holiday. So it's like, dude, if you don't have New Year's plans, that's fucking lame. How are you going to kiss somebody at midnight if you're not at a party, you know? Oh, God. Like, um, my freshman year of high school, um, me and my girlies got invited to our, like, guy friend's New Year's Eve party, and there were, like, lots of cute boys there, and I ended up, like, kissing the guy who would end up being, like, my first real boyfriend, and my friends kissed some of his friends, and it was, like, classic freaking early high school New Year's experience. Um, but anyway, so, like, I was so used to New Year's parties being, like, very important, um, so it felt really weird to be missing out, especially because, like, I had been at college in New Orleans and I missed all my friends from home and usually like winter break is when we all get to reconnect. So it was sad for me to like miss New Year's and like not be able to be with everyone for that night. Uh, but then I was like, hey, dummy, you're literally flying to France. Like you can't really complain about that. Like you're about to start your semester abroad. It's okay that you're going to miss one party with your friends. Um, but yeah, I was like on the plane... And, um, I feel like my flight left at, like, I don't know, like, let's say 8 p.m., um, Eastern time. It was, I was flying out of New York. And I swear, like, an hour into the flight, they just got on the intercom and they were like, hey, it's 2017, happy new year. And everyone was like, whoa, <clears throat> whoa. And I was like, that was the most anticlimactic bullshit I've ever heard. I was like, first of all, what? Okay, we must have just jumped time zones because it's only been an hour. It should be like nine o'clock. I was like, anyway, I get how it works. But like, we didn't even get to do a countdown. Like, there was nothing. And I was like, oh, I guess that's it. I'm like, hmm, I wonder when my friends back home will be kissing each other like, doing all the time zone calculations, uh-uh, fuck trying to figure out time zones while you're flying, like, no, just land and, like, reorient yourself when you get there, because it doesn't make any sense to me, um, anyway, yeah, it was really strange, and then I, I actually landed in Portugal first, because I had a transfer flight, um, so I landed, and the, the Lisbon airport was, like, super dead, but, like, small, but, like, since it was empty, it was weird. It was, like, only my flight walking through there. And I just remember being, like, I'm in Europe. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna be in France in a couple hours. And it's also, like, morning now. <laughs> I don't know. I was just, like, so out of it. Um, and so excited. All right. It's time for the next clip. Here we go. It's very weird because I am like leaving this place, like this room that I've come to know as my home, this house, I'm leaving forever, this town I'm leaving forever because I'm hoping, guessing that I will get in somewhere in California so I won't be coming back here, but it's super weird and kind of bittersweet because I'm like, oh goodbye New Orleans friends, and then I'm like, wait, what friends? <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a few, a few friends. Lamau once again at me saying like, I'm hoping I'll at least get into one California school. Like, being humble, like, oh, I hope I get into at least one, but, like, low-key thinking, I'm getting into all of them. Psych, reality check, you're getting into zero, bitch. Where are you going to college now? Ugh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Another thing people have asked me um, is why I didn't just decide, after being rejected from all those schools, my transfer applications, why I didn't just decide to go back to New Orleans. But I was like, dude, like, first of all, I don't want to go back there. Like, I made that clear. But also, how embarrassing would it be to pull my sayonara, like, I'm not even going to say bye to anyone, because I didn't really have many people to say goodbye to. Um, be like, bye, bitches, I'm going to France, and I'm never coming back here. And then to come back? Like, <laughs> how funny would that be? Literally, though, like, not many people would care. 
I don't know. Am I underestimating, like, how much, if any, like, people cared about me in New Orleans? Hey, if you are any New Orleans listeners uh, from Loyola, my Loino Wolfpack Bays, uh, if you're out there, what's up? How are you? I still follow some people on, you know, Instagram and stuff. I still, I have a couple of people that I am still invested in. Um, but not like many. <laughs> so it's like, would it really make that big of a splash? No, definitely not. Um, all right, let's do the next clip. Anyway, I'm trying to be a new me. Like literally, I am going to France. I want it to change me. I want to become a more open and outgoing person because I go through periods where I'm more outgoing, but it's really been a while and I feel like I've lost a lot of confidence in my like friend making abilities. We've talked about this. I made a video about having no friends in college. I've cried about not hanging out with people. Mm. <laughs> I love being vulnerable on the internet. All right, I wanted to be more open and outgoing. I wanted to be different. Um, I think that I, I pretty much succeeded in that. I mean, when you especially compare, like, who I was in New Orleans, like, literally never wanting to go out. Like, I, I turned 21 and, like, still didn't care to go to, like, college bars or, like, anything. Um, all I did was buy boxes of Franzia and put it in my fridge. When you compare that, Tiffany, to my French Tiffany, my Aix-en-Provence Tiffany. Yeah, it was definitely more social. I mean, it really helped having the ISEP girlies. I love them so much and I do miss them. Um, it helped having that automatic group of friends that we all met at the beginning and then uh, we had all of each other to like either go in big groups and do things or go in smaller groups and um, obviously like specifically Casey. Casey and I got really close. Uh, side note for any khaki fans out there, Casey is planning to come visit me in New York um, for her spring break. So maybe March, April, you'll see some Casey and Tiff vlogs, dude. We are going to get wild. We're going to go just drink brews um, and go dance like the old times, you know? But it, it does make me really happy um, to think back to... Yeah, just like our, our usual routine of like, you know, you go to class, you go to the to the local store, Fran Prix, you grab a baguette, you get some foods, you grab some wine. Um, we pre-gamed in the dorms, of course, and then we would just walk up to town and like go to our local usual pubs or like try a new weird club and like meet some weird people and then run away together and, you know. Just like those classic nights that I definitely think I missed out on in my New Orleans college experience, just because I wasn't open to it. I wasn't ready for that. Um, I definitely got to embrace that uh, in in France, and I really, really love that. And then I feel like I got home, and I, like, got back to normal. <laughs> like, I was just like, mm, not really down to go out too much anymore. I mean, I still like to... My favorite thing in terms of, like, socializing I guess and drinking is just like to go to a pub or like a bar and just like chill just drink and like chat I still don't really like like clubs we went to like maybe a few clubs uh while I was in Europe but it's definitely not my thing um I like to dance I like to be silly but I'm not trying to get like lit and hook up with strangers or anything I don't know or like people get decked out and they're like going out clothes and I just don't do that and maybe I'm too lazy for it I don't know um I mean I don't know maybe Nathan and I will go and and get lit and go to a club because he's been saying that I need to see him like very very drunk so that I can see his like real dancing and I'm kind of terrified to see that because knowing Nathan um his dancing is going to be horrendous. <laughs> but honestly, me too. I don't know if I'm a good dancer or a really bad dancer, but I think I'm a fun dancer. Like, oh my god. I just remembered this one time early in the semester in France when me and my girlies, we tried out this club, if anybody knows about it, in Aix-en-Provence. It's called Club Scat or like Scat Club. It's like a jazz club, but it's like underground, so it's like a cave. Um, and it's, like, kind of weird, and sometimes the music sucks, 
but I mean, sucks as in, I literally want to hear American music. Like, <laughs> and I know that's like total, like, ugh, American, like annoying habit to be like, oh, I want to hear American music while in France or Europe, you dummy. Like, obviously they're going to play like local tunes, but anyway. Sometimes they do play American music, so I don't know. Obviously, I like songs that I know or that I can sing along to. But anyway, we went to the scat club, whatever, and I was, like, dancing with Casey, and then we met these French guys who were, like, the first thing they said to us is, like, what do you think of Trump? And we're, like, oh, haha, we hate him. And, like, they were, like, pro-Trump and, like, anti-immigrants, and we're, like, yeah... But, you know, we're kind of, like, temporary immigrants right now. Like, we're studying abroad. Like, we're not French. Like, and also, what? Like, I don't know. It was messy. But, like, we were dancing and, like, they, like, danced with us. I just remember one of the dudes, like, didn't move his arms while he danced. (laughs) It was so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. I literally was, like, I was... (laughs) I was trying to tell him in English and French, like, to move his arms while he dances so that it doesn't look so weird, because he was literally just dancing, like, without his arms, and I was like, dude, I'm 100%, like, an arm dancer, like, it's all arm, it's, it's all arm, so if you're not using your arms, you better be killing it with your feet or something, you know, but he was just being weird, anyway, that just made me laugh really hard. Uh, tip don't try to tell people how to dance because it doesn't go over well and it makes for just like an awkward moment um yeah hilarious let's play the next clip i'm gonna be vlogging obviously it's gonna be beautiful i am going to eat so many baguettes (laughs) all right this clip is very small and insignificant but like i just wanted to point out yes i ate so many baguettes like truly i I mean, okay, I know I should have gone to, like, full-blondsy, like, um, boulangeries, because obviously that's the best bread, but like I said, we would go to Franc Prix, which is, like, a corner store, and they still had some dank baguettes, dude. I would either get, like, a half one, or, like, just go all out and get a full-size one, and literally eat the whole thing on my walk home. Um, my bread consumption was at an all-time high, and it was so good, Of course, I did go to local bakeries, and, like, yeah, like, you just get, like, a, just, like, a chunk of bread, and it's so cheap and so delicious, and that was just, like, a staple in my diet. What else? I was thinking about how I used to eat, like, literally so often just, like, bowls of chickpeas and lentils. Like, I would just get cans of them and then microwave them, and, like, that was my meal, like, so often with some, like, salt and, um hot sauce. Dude, like, that was all I was eating. Um, the food, like, in terms of restaurant choices was kind of abysmal for me because it was really hard to find vegan things. I mean, obviously, I was missing out on the fromage, dude. Like, everything with cheese in it. Um, and obviously not eating meat either. So, it was a little bit tough, but, like, dude, I love baguettes. I miss them. I need them. I need a good baguette in my daily life. Like, where can I find my local boulangerie in Long Island? On Long Island. Can anyone let me know? Play the next clip. Me. And then, yeah, I'm, like, transferring. And then I'm gonna be back in California. Gonna be a Cali gal again. Mmm. And... I don't know. I'm just ready. I'm ready for new things because I feel like I've been in a funk for the last, like, year and a half. Pretty much the entire time that I've been in New Orleans, I've let myself get in this little funkiness and I just want to get back to me and I want to feel great. I want to make great friends. I want to be the best me. Again, another example of me having uh, no idea what to expect in the future. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the thing that makes me laugh when I think about 2017. It's, like, it did not go how I expected, but that's great, and I like it this way. Um, Obviously, I thought I was going to be in California. I thought I was going to be going back to school. Instead, I'm in New York, and I'm taking another year off, and I'm 
with my, I'm living with my boyfriend. I never would have expected to be living with someone this soon, which by the way, I can talk about that in another um, podcast or a video at some point. Just like, I don't know. I was really nervous um, before moving in with Nathan because I was just like, is this going to be cool? Like, (laughs) I don't know how it's going to be. And like, I don't know. I hadn't considered it. And then like quickly we were like trying to make decisions and we're like, you know what, let's just do it. Cause like I came out here to visit and Nathan is so sweet and he's so accommodating. And like, as like, I don't know, like living with him is very easy. And I think I'm pretty easy to live with as well. So there's like no conflict and Nathan is very neat, but not like a neat freak. So like when I'm messy, he doesn't like mind it. He'll just like low key, like clean things like (laughs) but I have been I've been being a better version of myself um not the like room behind the camera because that's a bad example it's very messy back there right now um but I I do try to be more clean obviously to be considerate of Nathan and our roommate um and his girlfriend so you know I don't know but anyway what was this clip about yeah, it's, life is very unexpected, and I had no idea that this is where I would be, so that makes me all the more excited, um, and, you know, who knows about 2018, what does 2018, um, have in store? You never know, it's very interesting. Let's play the next clip. Here's the thing, I realized I need to get to 100,000 subscribers so I can get the silver play button plaque. Because, yeah, I want a physical award for my 10 years on YouTube. Of all things that I wanted to get in 2017 or during my semester abroad, hitting 100,000 subscribers. I actually did not expect that. Um, And I am very excited. P.S. My silver play button is uh, probably going to get here in, I mean, it could be a long time, the next month or two, but it is, it has been redeemed online. So um, we'll see at some point there's going to be a silver play button in this room, baby, which I'm super excited about. And I am very proud of it. But I've got to say, um, You know, I've always been like, what kind of content do the people want? What will drive traffic to my channel? And like my study abroad experience and all the videos I've done about it have absolutely been a major key to um, a lot of my channel's traffic. And I'm really glad that I've been able to, you know, um, oh man, this could be like a whole thing. I'm really glad that I've been able to... um, provide information because obviously when I was like looking up programs and things I was on YouTube like a fiend trying to find other people's experiences especially in France especially my specific city Aix-en-Provence um so I've had a lot of people reach out to me um and say I'm interested in studying abroad in France or I'm interested in that exact program um, or just I'm interested in, in studying abroad in general and your videos were really helpful and they motivated me and blah blah blah. So like that makes me super happy because I absolutely recommend studying abroad so strongly and I absolutely recommend um, my program. Sorry I'm like burping. <sighs> Excuse me. Lamo. Um, I definitely recommend my program. Uh, side note, one of my friends from New Orleans might possibly be studying abroad at my exact school, like, next year. So, who knows? That would be crazy. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really crazy that studying abroad itself became a thing that helped my channel grow so much, dude. Like, I went from 70-something thousand subscribers to 100,000 in a matter of a few months um, because mainly my differences between France and the United States video with Harmony, um, that video blew up like sometime around the French election for some reason and uh, that was super, super cool. And then uh, from there, people were watching like my other France-related study abroad videos and yeah, like those are still like Uh, the videos of mine that are getting a lot of views consistently. 
So who would have thought? But yeah, it, it was it was so cool. There was a time it was like in April ish when this was happening when I like I was like, oh my god, this video is like blowing up. Oh my god, I'm getting like a lot more subscribers than usual. Um, and like I would just casually be like, oh cool, I got like 5,000 more subscribers today, which never happens. And then I was like, oh cool, I hit 90,000. Oh cool, I hit 95,000. It was like such a fast rate. I was like, when is this gonna stop? Like, I hope it doesn't, but like. It was very exciting. Um, shouts out study abroad. Shouts out people being interested in, um, you know, France and, and I guess me. Thanks. Let's watch the next clip. By the way, please follow me on Instagram because I cannot hit my next Instagram milestone. I like, I don't even know how many followers I have. Doesn't matter. But I was on like the cusp of like the next hundred or something and I would like get to like 99 and then people would unfollow as soon as I post something and I'm like, cool, constantly losing followers. I should get that tattooed. Okay, so this one, again, is very relevant, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate talking about this, but it's so funny. Um, my Instagram, I put like very minimal effort into it. I really just like to post whatever I'm in the mood to post. Sometimes it's cute pics, um, sometimes it's dumb pics, you know? But I hit 12,000, um, which was satisfying because my followers were at 12K. And um, then I post like, I posted like a series of dumb pictures and I would just like keep losing some followers little by little. And finally it dipped back down to 11.9K, LOL. Um, and now I just, like, I don't think I'll ever get back up to 12. But then I checked myself, you know? It's, like, literally what what matters about that. Literally, is your life any different or better if you hit 12,000? If you get, like, 100 more followers on Instagram? Nothing means less than that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. But at the same time... I'm like, hey, please follow me on Instagram at tferg double underscore. Yes, I am promoting my Instagram right now. If you like dumb pics and occasional good selfies of me, hit me up, baby. Um, P.S. I think I'm going to be going back to pink again soon. So if you want to see some pink hair pics, that's some strong motivation to go follow me on Instagram. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you tweet me or, um, oh, leave a review. Please leave a review, especially if you've listened to the whole thing. Um, leave a, an iTunes review or anywhere else, I guess, wherever else you can leave a review. And um, yeah, I hope you guys liked this format with me adding uh, the other clips. It definitely helped me uh, not get such a dry mouth and also like drinking some water obviously. <laughs> Life tips by Tiff. Drink water and breathe once in a while. Don't try to talk for an hour straight. And that's obvious. All right. I love you guys so much. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts. The Christmas podcast will feature Nathan. We already recorded that in advance. So stay tuned. I hope you guys will enjoy it. I hope you're having a happy holiday. I hope you're having a good, um, winter time off and I hope that I didn't get too loud because I just got too close and too excited near the microphone. I love you guys. Um, take care of yourself. Okay, thanks. Bye! Did I even mention that this podcast is called Previously Gifted? And also, have I mentioned that I study abroad? <laughs>